to Women Travel, a podcast about the places women have been and the things they did there. This is the mid-month episode for October 2021, and the way that this works is I'm going to start with a pep talk, partially for me, partially for you, just so that we get some energy flowing, and then from there, I'm going to revisit something I'm still curious about from last episode. For this one, we're going to talk about the Chi Tunnels. Cass and I talked about her trip to Vietnam and how she hadn't gotten to see the Chi Tunnels specifically, but she wanted to learn more about them. She had seen them around Way, and she had kind of gained some information on what they, what it was like inside of those tunnels. After that, I'm going to talk about what's coming down the pipeline. What's going on next? What is this podcast? What is, what is Morgan up to? And what am I creating? Hopefully, if you like this, then you'll promote it and we'll be able to create more together, get more of an interface going on. And then finally, I'm going to talk about something I'm hopeful about. And I'm almost certain that those last two points of looking to the future and talking about hope are almost certainly going to combine. Uh, So I'll just let you know that that's the format. Starting off, we're going to do that pep talk. Okay. Remember that you can do this. Remember to breathe. Remember to believe in the women who have been on this show. They believe you can make something good, something important, and something fun. Believe in them, their uniqueness, their adventurous spirit, and their humor. You are smart, you are witty, and you are worth listening to. Now, go out there and do your best, knowing you can't lose. That just gets my heart pounding. I love pep talks. I've especially been enjoying the creative pep talk by Andy J. Pizza. He does some incredible art, but he also does some incredible inspiring. That's his whole deal. And he's got me jonesing for it. So it got me wanting to pass that along. So highly recommend checking that out if you're into it. And I know I'm going to, I'm stealing a little bit of the Andy Pizza flair, um, but don't worry. I'm still me. I'm still Morgan. I'm not trying to be a maximalist artist. I'm just trying to be a woman who shares people's stories, talks about travel, and probably talks a lot about food. Uh, So (laughs) with that going on, um, let's revisit last episode. Cass and I briefly talked about the Coochie Tunnels and how she had missed getting to see them. We did swath, but we didn't ever go south of Saigon, so we didn't see, um, I don't remember what it's called, the Coochie Tunnels or not, so we didn't see any of that part. Um, what are the Coochie Tunnels? During the war, this is the part of Vietnam that was not particularly successful like the Americans were there but they were still like extreme poverty extremely poor and so they did not like the Americans being there but this is very southern Vietnam and so they made themselves a bunch of these really small tunnels going in and out of the earth and so that they could ambush American uh, soldiers and, and American forces essentially and try to force them out so I didn't see that. We saw some of those tunnels around Way because um, they have similar things. Uh, apparently, the ones in Way are much larger, which is really saying something because, like, you can kind of barely get through in parts of it because we're Americans and we're quite a bit larger. <laughs> um, but they would be like, "This is where the kids would study or would learn school from." You know, the Vietnamese women that would be down here, and this is where um, the women would give birth if they had to, and. You know, kind of like underground city, but not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was really interesting, like how they adapted, how they tried to 
get this over with, essentially. What used to be known as the city of Saigon is a city of Ho Chi Minh. Outside of the bustling metropolis of 8 million people is the Ku Chi Tunnels, which serves as a museum and war memorial. Originally built by farmers to avoid conflict, the tunnels were expanded to a 75-mile complex, including supply houses, dining rooms, and even an underground theater. These tunnels are both a feat of human ingenuity and a grim reminder of surviving during a war. It's presented in a paradoxical mixture of the whimsy of new experiences as tourists get to explore tiny underground tunnels. There's even a shooting range available. And alongside that is the melancholy of the terror that civilians and soldiers alike must have experienced while living in darkness with the daily threat of snakes, flooding, and suffocation that was a better chance for them to survive than being above ground and dealing with the bombing above. What makes this location truly fascinating to me is the engineering that went into the ventilation. These were disguised as termite holes, piles of grass, or carved through rocks to pipe fresh air down bamboo pipes. This level of detailed planning and forward-thinking innovation so that they could stay in there long-term makes me wonder how the average doomsday prepper might fare if their bunkers were tested in a real-life scenario. However, we're focusing on Vietnam, and for more information on Vietnam and to watch the best research documentary I've seen about it, I highly recommend the Ken Burns Vietnam War series. Now moving on, what's next? What we got? What we got? Snapping. What we got going? I've been attending the Global Conference for Sustainability in Higher Education this week, including some incredible speakers. Uh... <laughs> I've been attending the Global Conference for Sustainability in Higher Education this week. It's got some incredible speakers, including an accessibility and sustainability advocate, Daphne Frias, and the Maine Democratic Senator, Chloe Maxman. And I mean, not the Maine, but, but for the state of Maine. I hope to get them on the show in the next coming weeks. And a message that I found truly compelling from Daphne Frias was in the frame of eco-anxiety. It's a feeling of hopelessness for our future, for the future of humanity's well-being. And something I'm hopeful about is that I know we can reframe globalization to no longer be about competition. It can be about sharing our stories and experiences so that we can empathize and grow. It can be about working together for a better world. And it can be the ability to find hope in equitable conversations that will lead to equitable action. This climate movement needs to reflect people, and that includes all people from all walks of life. And we can overcome our past failings, we can honor them, and then we can look to building a better future together. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, I'm going to start asking you to like it if you're on Apple Podcasts and to share it with someone who might need a little pep or to share it with someone who talks about their dream travel trips all the time or share it with your history buff that you needs more buffing. And heck, share it with someone you think needs a little love today. Let them know that you're thinking about them. For now, travel well, my friends, and I'll see you next time.